To What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Mark Fuji, and I have a jam packed episode for you. So much information. Get ready. Uh, if you're listening out loud, this one's got a lot of sexy talk. Not really sexy talk. We're not like doing phone sex or anything during it, but we're answering all of your sex and relationship and body issue questions and oh my god there's so much stuff here uh but before we get into that i just want to say thank you to everyone who wrote in questions for my guests this week um uh we tried to get through everything i think we we answered all of your questions but thank you thank you thank you for writing in on um what's her jersey podcast at gmail.com i really appreciate it and for dming me on the gram I uh, hope you guys are having a great week so far. It's a uh, Thursday, Thursday, um, and you guys know what that means. That means there's a new episode of Jersey Shore coming out. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been watching it, and I'm a fan. I don't know if I could do another, like, Ron Tervention episode, though. Uh, last week was, uh, it was intense. I don't know about you, Meatballs, but, uh... I feel like Ronnie, and if you don't watch Jersey Shore, Ronnie, who just had a beautiful baby, well, his baby mama had a beautiful baby girl, he's in love with the baby, the mom uses the baby as a pawn and doesn't let him see the baby when he's not doing what she wants him to do, it's this whole back and forth, basically the entire episode was everyone trying to give Ron advice, and Ronnie's just, he reminds me of that girlfriend that calls you crying over and over about her boyfriend who just can't stop cheating on her but she loves him so much and can't leave her you know like that friend that just comes over and monopolizes your whole night and every time you fall for it and you're like god not again because a week later you look on instagram and they're back together with the person you sat and bashed for four hours with them um, so you feel dumb and I feel like that's how Polly D and Vinny and everyone else feels right now. I have never actually seen grown men so terrified at the sight of a woman walking into the room as they were when Ronnie's baby mama walked into the room. It was so, so funny. I feel like I don't know if you ever need to intimidate someone, she should like start a service and go do that it's hire her um it's great but then again like you don't know like is this whole show scripted like is this all the producers doing were they like okay jay wow and snooki like you're like falling asleep at the dinner table there's not much happening with you guys like you're just not the same Vinny, keto plyo no sugar like Vinny, who can't get it up anymore, like, they're like, okay, we can't deal with you and, like, you not being an excessive slut. Polly D is even, like, the most chill DJ in Vegas I think I've ever seen. Like, it's very confusing to me. So maybe the producers are like, Ron, you gotta take one for the team. I just hope this isn't every single episode. 
for the rest of the season. Like, I want to see them partying. I want to see them going crazy. That's why I watch Jersey Shore. Like, literally, the situation has eaten every thing in Vegas. Like, there's no more food left in Vegas at any of the buffets because the situation has frequented all of them so much. And that storyline is already getting old. Um, so, yeah. I, I uh, pray for Ronnie. I looked on the Instagram. It looks like they're very happy and in like Miami right now with the baby. So who knows? Hopefully all is well. Uh, but if anyone knows any Jersey Shore people, we're trying to get them on the podcast. So hit me up. Um, also, there's been a story this week about Jeffrey Owens, who was on the Cosby show. He's an actor. He has a dad that taught acting at Yale. He taught acting at Yale. He's taught acting classes for like 30 years. He's been in the business forever. And someone snapped a picture of him bagging groceries at Trader Joe's this week and made fun of him. And some other news outlets made fun of him. And that's mean. Don't do that. Because actors are actually laborers too. And unfortunately, you, I feel like only we, we get to experience like the actors that are going to the Oscars and like on Netflix movies and, you know, in like long running series but we don't actually talk about the actors that have all the side jobs and are doing those side jobs to like keep the craft going um and Tyler Perry actually just gave him a job which is I think that's pretty cool you know he's getting back out there so yeah he might have been made fun of a little bit but he said he was totally cool with it because Tyler Perry just offered him a part in I think a movie which is awesome. So congrats, Jeffrey Owens. I'm sure he listens to What's Your Jersey all the time and is totally going to hear this. Um, but yeah, it made me kind of sad, you know, and I think we should shine a light on it. It doesn't matter what job you have. If your job makes you happy or if your job is a ways to a means to do the job that actually is the job you want to do, then good for you. So stick with it, kids. Um I will be flying out to Jersey in like a day, and I heard it's been raining a lot. It better not rain the entire time I'm there, because I'm only there for a weekend. Um, But that's okay, because I actually just got a really cute umbrella in my FabFitFun box. It's a Catherine Melandrino umbrella, which makes me feel very fancy, because I've never actually had a fancy umbrella that's like cute it's pink and there's red I think they're peonies on it and I don't know it just feels really cool and it came in my fall FabFitFun box the fall box I just want to carry the box around because it just looks like what I picture if a pumpkin spice latte were a box that's what this box looks like it's so awesome and the second I got it it made me so excited for fall because fall is my favorite season a because of football starting it's all starting this week starts tonight guys um but b there's just so much cool stuff in here I love drinking tea during the fall because I don't know I used to love coffee and I'm not really on a coffee coffee kick right now um and the cool thing about this box there is a Alfred tea. It's a ceramic and stainless steel teapot, and it's so pretty. It's blue, and it has cherry blossoms on it, and it's awesome. And I just get excited to make tea now with it because I feel, again, fancy. Um, 
And another cool thing about the FabFitFun box, which if you guys don't know what FabFitFun is, it's a seasonal subscription box and it's delivered four times a year with full size, full size. I'm not talking samples, which can be really annoying because I honestly like scatter them all over the place and it just creates clutter and no one likes clutter. Um, So they come with full size fashion, beauty, home, fitness and wellness products. And it's just forty nine ninety nine a box. I mean, how cool is that? I um, even though the products are all full size, they're still good to travel with because I, since I got the box, have been using my Vince Camuto. It's this beautiful bag. It's a tote. It's a cool rectangular shape, and uh, mine is brown and black. And it's awesome. And it's the Vince Camuto Luck Tote. And I feel like it has brought me luck. I, um, I'm on a choreography job right now. And um, I'm doing a choreography session for this law firm. They're, they're filming this like, lip sync battle. And it's all for charity, which is really, really cool. Um, and I'll give you guys more information on that once the videos come out. Because you can donate. And all these different um, lawyers are raising money for different charities. And it's really cool. All through these lip sync battle video so I'm choreographing one but I wanted to look very professional when I showed up and this Vince Camuto bag was the perfect size to put you know all of my choreography notes in and my mini pill speaker and I was able to put my water bottles and my rose water spray and all this stuff and because when you're on set you have really long hours I actually put the Glam Glow uh, facial sheets, which come in the FabFitFun box. I don't know about you guys, but they're so fun and they're such a good pick-me-up. It's a bubble sheet mask and you just put it on. It's great. I have my Beauty Blender, which comes in the box that I literally went to Hot Pilates this morning and had to get ready there. And that was a life saver because it was so much easier to put my tinted moisturizer and foundation all that on without getting it everywhere because I just used the Beauty Blender. I'm obsessed with it. The color that came with mine was nude, which is my favorite color. I've talked about that on a podcast with Annabelle DeSisto. Um, It's just everything in the box is so amazing. And I'm shocked at how much I've been using everything in it. I feel like it's a steal, guys. Um, I definitely recommend getting it. I also recommend ordering it as soon as possible because there is a limited supply. And this box especially always sells out so sign up for the fat fit fun box today get your fall box and you can use my code capital wyj to get ten dollars off your first box so easy all you have to do is go to fatfitfun.com you sign up you start getting the box for an awesomely fab fit well-lived life that you deserve especially if you listen to this podcast you have to be into fitness you have to be into funny awesome things and everything that this box has in it is totally representative of what we talk about on what's your jersey podcast so again use promo code wyj get ten dollars off your first box which by the way that's over two hundred dollars for only 39.99 two hundred dollars worth of stuff um Again, fatfitfun.com. Use the code WYJ to get $10 off your first box. I've talked enough. 
because I you, we just need to get to your guest because she's amazing. Uh, I've been obsessed with her for years. She co-hosts the um, Loveline uh, show with Dr. Drew sometimes. She knows all things about just sex and relationships. She's a doctor of human sexuality. She's just an expert. And I could honestly listen to her talk for hours on end. Uh, she answered so many questions like... I have a lot of single girlfriends that, you know, haven't had sex in a while and they're amazing and I just don't understand like the best advice to tell them to get back in the game and she gives advice on the best exercises to do for, you know, a more exciting sex life. She talks about body confidence. She talks about just her thoughts on monogamy for life and if that seems a natural thing she also talks about turning your significant other on when they just don't seem to be in the mood she is really really informative when it comes to trying to spice things up in in your relationship um she also gives advice on navigating dating when you're going back to college there's a new tinder you app which we talk about which is really cool um and she gives her tips or her favorite, like, different sex toys and things you can use in the bedroom. Um, and she's just great. I'm going to I'm gonna let you guys enjoy her. Uh, meatballs, again, thank you so much for supporting What's Your Jersey podcast. I couldn't do it without you and without our sponsors. And I just really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I have a bunch of comedy shows actually coming up. Um, and I post all of them on my social media, which is at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I um, on all social media things. So if you want to come to shows, uh, you can check out my schedule on there. And yeah, just keep... Uh, Keep rating and reviewing and sharing with your friends. My favorite way to find podcasts is to get recommendations from my friends and other people. So, yeah, um, enjoy Emily Moore's meatballs. All right, meatballs. I know I say for like every single podcast, I'm so excited for this next guest. Uh, I have been obsessed, <laughs> not to be creepy, but I'm going to be really creepy, uh, with my guest this week since she was on a show called Misadvised on Bravo, oh probably, I don't even know, eight six years ago? Six years ago, yeah. Yeah, six years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to oh. age the show by any means. Um, and there's something about my guest that you're going to see or hear from listening to her that just makes you automatically fall in love with her. Um, on the show, I fell in love with her. She, I feel like it's like a voice of a generation when it comes to anything, sex and relationships. You can listen to her all the time on her podcast, Sex with Emily. And she also does Love Line with Dr. Drew. Uh, meatballs, welcome the incredible Emily Morse. Hello. Hi. Hi. I love your voice. Thank. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, I feel like no one sounds like you. That's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Because everyone was walking around. But I've had this since I was a kid. Like, I had... It was a lot higher, though. Like, I sounded like I was sucking on helium like this. So yeah. when I was a kid, everyone's like, is that Emily in the room? Or I'd get in trouble. Does anyone, distinct. like, in your family sound like you? No. Nobody does. Where does it come from? <laughs> I have no How idea. No, I don't know. That's funny. No, they don't. No one sounds like me. It's really cool. Thank you um, very much. And thank you for being here. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Emily and I, we met randomly. We were both on the It's 
It's Complicated podcast a few weeks ago and just were like, oh my God, you're so awesome. We need to do things. Yeah. And then it happened. And then we made it happen right away. Exactly. Because it's for gonna... real love. It's for real girl love. I'm like, oh my God, you're awesome. Yeah. This will be so fun. It was like girl crush. I thought you were going to say, and then we made out. And then we made, no, not yet. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. This is foreplay here. <laughs> exactly. I love it, which is very important, meatballs. Um, you're awesome. So many awesome things are happening for you that I can't talk about yet, but just look out for Emily in the near future to be a lot more in your life. Uh, so the way we do What's Your Jersey, before we get into what your jersey is, which is where you're from and how you got to where you mm-hmm. are, uh, we do a quick little section called Just Enough with Jacqueline. Okay. So it's like just enough sports for the week so anyone can talk sports. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So if you're on a date and you're like, shit, I want to sound like the cool girl, even though like maybe you don't know about sports i'm just gonna let you guys know we have two big contracts that happened this week okay aaron Rodgers. he just got like the biggest contract okay i need you got it back i don't even know who that is <laughs> i'm so bad i'm really like been no. on another planet oh it's okay okay just tell me everything this is good okay. in case i go on a date okay it's <laughs> can we say your boyfriend's name yeah oh, okay so i i have actually <laughs> known emily's boyfriend for a while ben morrison he's an hilarious comedian and awesome he probably won't give a shit about Aaron Rodgers or anything no but tell me more he doesn't watch Aaron Rodgers quarterback always the quarterbacks always get the most money for some reason they're also the ones that get all the big contracts for like commercials Uh because they're usually they're pretty they're protected on the field right you know like they're more manicured they're not as like scrappy and they're tight. Like they're not like a big defensive back. Like there's usually not a ton of weight on them. Okay. You know, like Tom Brady. Do we know yeah, who Tom yeah, Brady is? Yeah, of course. This I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, he just got paid a shit ton of money. The salary caps keep going up. So it's how just much is keep a shit happening. ton? Like, I, I don't, like almost a hundred million dollars. Oh my Again, god, Emily, I know just enough. <laughs> so I don't no, know. Right, right, right. I love it. I'm just curious what a lot of money is, and that's a that's a lot. It's a okay. lot. And like Odell Beckham Jr., do you know bend it like like Beckham? The yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. Well, Odell likes to bend it backwards oh, whenever okay. he catches a ball. Uh-huh. So he just got a shit ton of money too. Okay. So just enough. All you need to know is that Odell and Aaron Rodgers this week just got a shit. I'm ton gonna of money. use this this weekend. I guarantee it. Right? Thank you. Yes. And like, what do you think about that? Just and then in just life, throw it comes it out. out. Right now, I won't tune out. I'll be like, oh yeah, did you know that his contract? Exactly. Okay. There yeah. you go. And football, just for you guys, football is starting. It's starting up this week. The fantasy football picks are being picked. Jamie's like, yeah. Are you into football? Um, I, I watch it. Uh, I don't really have a team that I'm like. Yes. Oh, so you're great for yeah. fantasy football. But I don't know the players either. I just actually know how the game is played, and I think it's interesting. See, okay. you're not a front runner, and I really respect that. Because normally people are like, I like Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> but they're like, "How? what's football? Right. And you are Hi, like... Jamie. Jamie's my producer here. Yeah, she's yes. holding it down for Hi, me Jamie. here. Um, what a good segue into our next segment. Oh, good. Um, this is a little game that I... You know, made for you called okay. fantasy football or fantasy sex. Mode. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, I just want to know if you think this is a sex move or just a sports move. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, first one, benching. Oh well, benching is a dating move, right? Okay. So yeah, so it probably is. I think it's a sports move. You're on the bench. I've heard that, but benching is also a dating move. 
Emily, your first inclination was the right one. Right. It's right. a dating okay, move. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Totally. Do you, do you want to tell the meatballs? I feel like you know about yeah. benching more than benching the definition. is is a kind of like ghosting, and benching is more the when you put it's like in that same category. In the sense of when you're dating someone and you're dating like six other people, but you don't fire them. You don't, they never, they're on the bench. They're on your dating bench. So if you get desperate, you get lonely, or you just want to circle back, you pull that person off the bench. Like they're so they in can the rotation. Waiting. They're in your rotation. Exactly. I hate being you on the bench. You bench your rotation. Yeah. No one wants I to be on the bench. I never want to be on the bench. Exactly. The problem is you don't know you're on the bench sometimes right away. Isn't that the And worst? then you're like, oh, he only texts me every two weeks. I think I'm on the bench or three weeks or every month. Right? Isn't it funny though? Because I feel like we put up with that. One like when you're not in a good relationship or like when you're out there and you really like someone, you're like, whatever, they're so busy. Right, exactly. But when you're into someone, we all know this. If you're really into them, we make time. We make time. I make time for everyone. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> for all the guys on the bench. You make time for your bench, guys. They don't feel like they're on the bench, do they? No, I, but back in your past. And back in my prime. <laughs> right, in your prime. You're still in your prime. Thank, that's so kind for of For reals. Look at you. you. She's beautiful. Do you guys, I know you're listening to her, but she's hot and sexy. Came Ugh. with meatballs and wine. Anti about sports. You know that you're the perfect woman, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, okay. That's, I'm just saying. That's so kind of you. Um, <laughs> all right. How about a facial? <laughs> sex. That would be a sex move. Oh, Emily, you were doing so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is awesome. Facial is a sports move. Actually, it could probably be a sex move, too. All these could probably be sex moves, but yeah. let's, for the fun of it, let's yeah. just play, play by the rules. Uh, a facial is when a basketball player dunks uh, in the face of a oh. defender. Oh, a facial is really a, but you it's know, a it's also, move. but you know, it's also a sex move. Is it really? Oh, is that yeah. when someone like comes well, on, you're your, come on your face, come on your face? Yeah. Ugh. Not a highly anticipated or desired one, but it is. Yeah. That's not like a, I yeah. thought for sure that was a sex move and I had it right. Cause it is. Okay. I got it. Yeah, I guess this is good. This is, there is a category where it's like both. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. I'm here. I don't, I feel like I'll, I don't know any girls that like the facial, although the facial sex move, isn't that good for your skin? Mm, yeah, it can be, but not just the one-time facial. Like, there are women who kind of harness semen and make it into, like, facial products and stuff. They do that. But I feel like it's, I don't know, it's funny, though, because if women were like, yes, I want a facial, like, guys all over the world would be, like, cheering. If they were like, I need your semen for my collagen stimulation in my skin. But no, you need a lot of semen. You'll never happen. get a facial no. again from right. a guy. Exactly. Just go into beauty <laughs> shit. Exactly. <laughs> Buy some some product. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I bet uh, Ben Chang guys like to give facials every <laughs> yes. now and then. Oh, that's terrible. Um, okay. Uh, Wildcat. Sports. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's sports. It's a formation in football. Good one. Um, cuffing. Cuffing is a dating a sex move. Very good. Yep. That mm-hmm. one's kind of easy. Yeah. It's, it's like, like cuffing season. Cuffing season is when you kind of, it's in the winter. Typically you hook up, you're looking for a partner because it's getting cold outside. That's so you want to be cuffed. Up. Yeah. Oh, not yet. We're still in summer, like a few more days. Okay, no. It's okay. It's coming up. <laughs> Jesus. It is coming up. It's really annoying though because I feel like in LA there's no cuffing season. No. No, you're right. Like, it's just hot. But the day, it is hot. But there's a little bit of cold. We get like two months. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I, I miss, need a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you need like a leather jacket. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's it. I love this town. Um, yeah, right. Uh, dead ball. I'm going to say sports. 
<laughs> Although balls, you know. Yeah. But yeah. This is the trick question. This is Ooh. both. Uh, the, the one that I saw when I looked up, this is dating or actually marriage. When your husband is passed out, stone cold drunk and couldn't make love to you even if you wanted him to. And that's a big F. That What's was- it called? It's called a big F? D- oh, dead ball. Oh, dead ball. Oh, yeah. that's what dead ball is. Okay. Oh, hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Too many men on the field. That's sports. That's got to be sports. Yeah, exactly. No, this is uh, this is a dating one. The number of men you've slept with in your lifetime, not something you necessarily want your husband to know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to. More mystery, less history when right. you're talking to your partners. I think. No one needs to know a number. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Good question. Good a good topic like when okay you've only been dating for a little bit and like you reveal like one person that your like new like boyfriend I guess would know maybe that you've been with and they kind of freak out a little bit are you supposed to just be like we're not gonna go there again yeah don't even go there in the first place I don't think that there's any reason to really share a lot about your past sexual history like oh this because we remember everything so if you were like I had this crazy threesome on a boat with this friend of yours that you know they will never ever forget that and then their head they're going am I as good as them do I build up do I can I meet their standards and we just keep it in our head. So I feel like, not that you're keeping secrets, but more like if someone asks you, like, how many people have you been with? I don't like that question. Like, what's your number? Because everyone lies anyway. Yeah. I think it's better to be like, I'm most, uh, let's focus on the sex we are having now. That's actually, let's talk about our, few, our presence right now. I love the sex we're having. I'm not really concerned with the past. Like, okay. it just never serves us. My um, main squeeze after we had like a little hiccup with that is like, you know what? In my head, you just hatched out of an egg right before I met you. See? (laughs) Right, exactly. We're just going to do that. Now it's become like a joke. That's but see that works. Some people get off on it. They love to hear where their partners have been with them. I'm not saying this is an absolute, but more so than not, it it's used in your face. It can be a disservice. Your partners get like and women and men. We just keep thinking about it. Was she prettier than I was? Was he have a bigger penis than I did? Like you just I mean, I could downward spiral yeah. for days. Yeah, and then you're into the X's X's Instagram page and it's just a it's, deep dive. Oh, I have a whole joke yeah. about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, ending yeah. up on your ex's mom's like <laughs> painting website. Yes, I've done that. I mean, like they're definitely fucking. <laughs> so true like a myspace comment exactly that to come up on like google it's yeah. not okay yeah um okay so there's a lot of sports that's about to start happening like baseball i just went to a baseball game mm. it was like a double date thing we went to the dodgers versus double header is that a sports okay anyway, yeah. yeah so good <laughs> thank you thank you but like it kind of sounds sexy too okay so you went to baseball double game. header is that like 69 <laughs> i don't know maybe oh, that's for an orgy like, yeah if you're an orgy that's like a double header yeah. or for some yeah yeah okay, okay. look Good. at that perfect i love this i know just back and inventing forth. new sex terms it's great um and it was really fun because it was we went with another couple and the girls like the dodgers and the boys like the cardinals and so there was like friendly banter and like friendly like rivalry stuff do you think that's okay yeah. when like you first start to date oh someone? totally i think sports is like a great unifying language because to have friendly banter about oh i love this get you know I hope your team loses and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally. But like, don't take it too far, right? No, don't take anything too seriously. If you're getting really upset because it's like, if the Cardinals lose, like you're not going to go to work for four days. Like you don't want to be like, your team lost. They suck. But if it's playful and fun, it's okay. I think we are. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yes. I like it. That was great. All right. The last part of Just Enough with Jacqueline. There's a lot of shit going on with like athletes. There's always bad Uh athletes and people they're dating. So... Like Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. 
she knows he's cheated on her. I personally think they have agree like an agreement at this point where it's yeah. just like it's out there, it's going to happen. They might even have an open relationship. Right. We don't even know about that. True. Or there's like supposedly like Victoria Beckham, David Beckham might have an open relationship. Like, do you think it's okay if you're in the public eye to have an open relationship? Absolutely. And I actually, I wish that people were the, if people in the open eye and people in the public eye would be more open talking about it. Cause I think there's a lot we can learn from people in open relationships. I think it's really healthy for It's not for everybody, but yeah. monogamy isn't for everybody. We see that because we see how many relationships it doesn't work being with one person. So I think if people can, can navigate it in a healthy way, we could all learn so much from it. Like if, if Victoria and David got up, they're like, yeah, we've been open for 20 years. Here's what we learned about communication. Here's what we learned about trust and jealousy and how we transcended it. Amazing. I think it would be so helpful. Yes. Like even, I mean, I've heard over and over and over again about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, how they have an open relationship. They like to date, like same sex, different, like all that. And so sometimes I love her red table talk. I've seen a few of those. I haven't seen that. Yeah. But when they talk about relationships, it makes me mad because I'm like, they're not telling us everything. Right. Because people aren't ready yet. That's a really good point because I know a lot of people in open relationships and they're very, you know, deeply into them. Like friends who are like the real, like I'm not just saying that they come to my show, but people I know the ins and outs and the It's successful. It works for a lot of people. They're really honest about things. They have communication skills like you can't imagine. Like you kind of learn to be these amazing communicators and lovers and you realize that it can work for people. And so people, the problem is we don't have a healthy model of that. I can't look and say there's a healthy open relationship. relationship. And I wish that we had that right now. And I think celebrities are the way to go because people love celebrities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So to relate it to us Well, you're like a celebrity, but to relate it back, um, if you are dating a guy that was like known as a player, Mm -hmm. but you know, like he says he's committed to you and whatnot, like how do you stay sane and not be so jealous or crazy? Do you just have to have confidence and just know that like, yeah, he might've been a player with other people or do you just stay away from that person? That's a really good question. Like if I was dating someone... I think you have to pay attention. I think there's a point that comes into a relationship where you are communicating and you're and you just have to find someone who's really honest and open and that you can trust and you can kind of tell these things early on. Do they keep their word? Do they show up when they say they're going to show up? Are they bringing you into their life? Are they telling their friends and family about you? Are they inviting you to future events? You can kind of tell, but if I think people, a bunch of stuff is said about them. So I think I wouldn't stay away from someone ever because I heard he's an asshole or a player. Okay. Because I don't really believe, like, because if I meet someone and they come off as really cool and open and smart, I want to do my own work because I think that people, in my own investigations. So, but I think, yeah, have your eyes open, um, check in. But, you know, I don't think you also want to be jealous and crazy if you have no you know, evidence to the, you know, if you don't have any clear evidence just to keep saying you might cheat, you might cheat, I think is just not setting yourself up for failure in a relationship. And I, I always think a guy turns his light on, like all of a sudden he's like ready to settle down and it's like the next person he meets. Mm -hmm. I think that's really true. I think that there's a lot of men and women who just like, they get to a point in their life where they're like, I've played around enough. I've done enough things, you know, and I really love you and I want to be with you and I've changed what we never, there's no absolutes. There's like nothing certain in relationships. Like it could, the nicest people in the world who you love and you're certain you've no questions could be the ones who turn up, you know, go off and cheat on you. So you just don't know. So I think the most important thing is when you're 
relationship is to have your eyes open, to pay attention to the to the to the red flags or to the things that keep coming up after a while. And you're like, it's been a while now. This is still an issue. Just to kind of tackle them. Don't be afraid for confrontation. Don't be afraid to talk about it. So the things that are positive that a guy can do is introduce you to family, talk yes. about you with the friends, like bring you out, like constantly plan for the future, you. reassure you, plan for the future, make you feel good. Like, how do you feel when you leave it? Like, I think the, the big goal of the relationship, if you want to know if it's healthy or not, is to be like, do I feel better after I'm with them or worse? Like overall, are they building me up or are they breaking me down? Mm-hmm. Are they supporting our career, our friends, our interests, or are they constantly just kind of like, you know, just kind of making us feel bad, being critical, not showing up, not meeting commitments, you know, like how you would have the same values for a friend. I don't know why we have standards so high for friends, but when we're in love, we think, oh, they can treat me like shit. I mean, we don't realize it, but you know, I know love can be blind, but pay attention, right? Yeah. Be aware. Be aware. (laughs) Pay attention. How do you want to feel? If it makes you feel worse than better most of the time, like if you're like, oh, you know what? We fight all the time. You shouldn't be fighting the first six months to a year of a relationship. Mm You shouldn't be fighting. You shouldn't always be a struggle. You shouldn't not have met their family by now or their friends after you. you know, there's certain signs. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are certain signs that yes. I way back. I was way back in the day dating someone that was engaged and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's weird that we'd ever go to his place. But like, right. whatever. But like now I'd be like, fuck that. Like, like where do you live? Yeah. Like, let's go <laughs> check it out. Exactly. If he is not taking you home. <laughs> Right. Or if you're constantly having to get hotel rooms. Right. Yeah, that's no. a red flag. Or disappears, like yeah. phone dies all the time. No, no. Like that stuff, we uh, make excuses. Or he's really busy. Like we said, no, no one's that no, busy. No one's that busy. Right. Um, I had a thing I was thinking about. If you're not into sports or football and like the upcoming like season, you could start a fantasy league with your friends. Yeah. How do you right? do that? Yes. So like pick a TV show. And oh. like like Jersey Shore, uh, staying on brand. The right. Podcast. Staying on brand, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's back, right? Yeah, it just came back last week. And, like, you can, you know, start a pool with certain people that are on the show, cast members. Like, they get certain points for certain things they do or say. So, if you're not into sports, you could still make it a thing. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. And I love what I love about that. Like, I used to always get together and watch shows with friends and stuff. Like, what's the most recent thing? We watch, like, Sex in the City and then we watch Girls. Like, my friends in San Francisco. And just having that community of friends that you go to their house and you hang out or it's some kind of game you're playing together. I think we're all in our own worlds and we're on our phones doing our own little fantasy games by ourselves. Anyway. And, like, why not? I'd love to have a friend be like, be a part of this thing. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like that's sort of novel now and it feels really good to be part of a community even if it's a fantasy thing which I think is actually fun I was so mad at myself I lost a, a good hour today just watching recaps of the Real Housewives of New York reunion <gasps> I even want to watch it I haven't seen it in years no I've been watching I've been seeing them on Instagram the whole thing what they were no it was it's ugly right okay. it's ugly it's ugly because you could tell it's like a real friend fight you're like this shit's real it's going down right and there's a lot of hurt there so it's like really intense yeah yeah I, I um it. I also recommend, do you and Ben have a show that you watch together? Anything well, you're binging? Well, we do, but we need a new one because we're watching Handmaid's Tale. So every time we watch it, like, we don't want to have sex. We're, like, crying. <laughs> and then, like, sitting down to watch it is, like, we're sitting down taking, like, an exi- like taking medicine. It's like, okay, should we watch Handmaid? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. We got to do it, babe. We got to do it. We only got three left. And then the last episode, we haven't gotten through this season, but it's almost the last episode, third to last, and it says, warning, this is a graphic episode. I'm like, they're all graphic. You're putting an extra warning on this episode? Like, what? Are they just going to like all sex murder each other? Exactly. Like, no, I can't. But we do. He's just got me to watch a lot more TV because I've been like 
I don't know. I don't sit and relax a lot and watch it. Isn't that hard so to do? It is. Yeah. It's not natural for me. Not at so all. So we do that. We watch, uh, what was it, Big Mouth? Is that Big Mouth on Netflix? Which I love. Have Ooh, you seen I that? Seen it's, that. And it's so good. You can watch it in like a night. It's an animated show that's sex education. So it's animated, but it's like, it's kind of what everything that I talk about, about like just basic sex life, but it's for kids too. They can watch it. So we watch that. What else do we watch? He's seen everything is the problem. So I've had to like do a lot of it, but we're, we're picking up some new episodes. We just finished. So we're looking up, we're looking right. for something new. Okay. Um, we just finished, um, oh my, sharp objects. Oh, I heard that was amazing. So we talked about doing that when he gets back from Burning Man. Okay. We, ever, we had a running <gasps> joke. Okay. About it. We're like each episode, there's a lot of drinking. There's girls on roller skates and nothing happens. And that's every single episode. It literally, it's about people on roller skates. And, and nothing. You find out like a little bit. Like we would sit down. Like you know how you with Handmaid's yeah. Tale, you'd have to gear up for it. Yeah. We'd sit down and we'd be like, are you ready to learn nothing about right. this week's episode again? <laughs> like it was just a thing. But it just, you got just enough that held you on. And then the end is just, now I just want more. Okay. That's good though. Yeah. That's well done. That just enough, even with just roller skates, it exactly. got you back. <laughs> exactly. And that was just enough with Jacqueline. You okay. did great. Oh my God. I feel good. <laughs> and I've learned. You really killed yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, you're killing it in your career. And Thanks. I mean, I just listed like all of your <laughs> before you were brought on all of your accomplishments and uh, accomplishments. God, I had two sips of wine. And I can't <laughs> talk. That's cool. <laughs> it's like me on a first date. Um, but I want to know what's your jersey. Tell the listeners where you come from. I am from Michigan. From Michigan. Yeah. You and Madonna. I know, exactly. And I went to big sports school, University of Michigan. I was very into our sports. You were? I went to the Rose Bowl when I was there. Yes, at basketball. We won the champs. What was it NCAA? No. What is yeah. it called? Yeah, yeah, right, college? It. It's mm-hmm. been a long freaking time. Um, I'm from Michigan. I'm from a town called Farmington Hills. Farmington and I grew up there and I went to college there. Obviously, then I moved to San Francisco after college. I have a cousin that his parents are there right now. They're dropping him off at college. At U of M? Yeah. Yes. That's a great school. I know. He's worried because he just broke up. This is like a good question. Him and his girlfriend, they were like the most adorable high school sweethearts. They Samo together. He was class president. Awesome. And she's this adorable. I think she's going to be a senior now. And so what do you, you recommend? You just break up. Yeah. You got to break up. People, you can't tell someone when you're 18, like you're only 18. But you're only 18. Like, literally, you have a whole life ahead of you. He doesn't want He doesn't want to be at college, and nor should she be held back her senior year. Like, he should go there, have new experiences. I'm not just talking about sex, but when your brain's back, where do, where do they live? They, they lived in Santa Monica. Okay, yeah, but when you're, it's back in California, and you're in Michigan. It's like a lot of stress to call in the time zone, and you're worried. I think the freshman year of college is just a great time to kind of go be yourself, learn who you are as an adult away from home. Yeah. If you've got a girlfriend, you're calling, even though they're lovely and beautiful, and if they're meant to be life, the universe will work that way. But I think it's great to go off to college single. Single. Mm-hmm. Just cut, cut, cut it. Cut it. Yeah, cut still be cord. friends. See them at Christmas. You'll probably have like, Christmas sex or something over the holidays. But Yeah, probably. I did that, but you just know. I think it's better to go off to college with the whole... Have you heard of Tinder You? No. Oh, Tinder is starting this whole new app just for college kids. So it's like Tinder University. Smart. And it's also networking. So if like you're trying to find 
friends at college. Like, you can do that, too, with it. That would be cool, I think, for friends. But in college, isn't it all about, like, you can't help but find people to date in college? That's how I feel. I mean, it was the easiest. It was like, whoosh, whoosh, like, wherever I went, I meet guys. Like, it was just it's, on the campus, at parties. Like, everyone's yeah. freaking, yeah. Like, it kind of, I think it's a great idea if you're already going to be on dating apps. If you're I, already on it, I like that concept. I like it because it makes it less creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're, like, narrowing down, like, or kind of weeding out. Right. You know, just certain situations that probably would suck or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so many apps for everything. So I just, yeah, college, I think of a time of like where you didn't you need apps, but if it helps you find that people are safe or cool or you mutual friends, why not? So I recently was talking with uh, Lisa Sunstead. She's the head of Pretty Funny Women about a lot of people doing with their career what they were best at when they were a kid. Oh. Or like what mm-hmm. they loved as a child or excelled at. And I want to know. question. I found a little soundbite of you as a kid. You did? I did. And I kind of want to play it because you just described. I played it on my show. Yes. Oh, right. My helium. But that's so weird. Okay. <laughs> How'd you find that? I Randomly. I wasn't even. I was literally listening to an episode and I was like, oh, this kind of goes with what I was talking about. And I was like, you well, talk about actually before I play. Oh, it, my God. That's so I, funny. I played that during my 10 year anniversary show. I've been doing yeah. my podcast for 13 years and I had a 10 year anniversary show. And so. My dad, so here's something that's interesting. So I did a 10-year anniversary show at the Improv and we recorded a live show there. But my dad growing up, he was a lawyer. But when I, before I was born, he was a DJ. He went to broadcast journalism school in Detroit. And his dream was being like a DJ on the radio. He loved it. It was like everything. So, and he did. Before I was born, he would drive to like Holland, Michigan. He did a music show and he loved it, loved it, loved it. And then he realized he's having kids, like there's no money in radio and he became a lawyer. However, growing up, my dad would walk around with like a tape recorder and he would just record us. He'd be like, hi, this is JM in the AM. And he would interview us and he was just had all these like cassette tapes in the car. And he was just, that was his dream. And so, and I'd forgotten about all that. And then when I actually got a radio show, because I started doing the podcast like 13 years ago, but I happened to do a live radio show in San Francisco a year in, I got in the studio and I forgot because my dad died when I was 19. So it was a long, but I realized when I got in there at 35, I was like, oh my God, this is my dad's dream. And I'm doing, and I love it. Like the first night I was on the radio, I was like, oh my God, it's my favorite thing. I love radio. So anyway, so this is a tape, my dad, that I found. It's like literally the only sound clip I have. And I played it at I my think, show. It's so I can't cool. believe you found that. That's crazy, I, Wait, I hope I have it queued up at the right place. Okay. Let's see. Our finer interviews from... The Morse Hi, this is Joel Morris and the Morris family, Michael, Emily, Susan, and Joel. You said you had a daughter, Emily, and here's Emily. Hi, it's glad to be here today. Are you single? Yes, I'm afraid so. But I thought of these swimming guys, and like, they're going to pick me up tonight, I'm free. I was like eight. Well, I'm going to interrupt, well, I'm just going to talk to you. Hello, my name is Emily, as all of you should know. My birthday's June 2nd, and I'm almost nine. Hi, Daddy, Emily's the best. No, is that nice talk? Michael's the best. I'm Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I forgot. I and forget. you're talking about how you're single. I know. I don't know. I was like, I'm because I'm, my dad would rock on interviews. I'm like, no, I'll just take the mic. We were always fighting over the mic in my house. I just spent. So, yes, I guess that was a thing. It's like in your destiny. It's in my destiny. It really is. It was like. We were always. I, I remember for my third in third grade, I asked my dad for a tape recorder on a microphone. So really? I could like talk into it. Yep. Yeah. And I would just 
interview people in my room and interview people at school and stuff. I wish I had those tapes still, but yeah, I guess it's always been a thing. It's always been a thing for But you. I forgot it. But the thing is, it was so lap. There was just a lapse from there because... I went off to college and I studied politics and then I worked in politics for yeah. 10 years in San Francisco and then there was no, and then I came back to this. It just sort of found my way. I think once you're doing what you're meant to be doing, it does yes. find you. Yes, it does find you. I was always on the lookout to figure out what exactly I wanted to be doing with my life because it always seemed very important to me. I was not one of these women that was wired towards once I find a man. I, I will be complete. Like finding like then I'll find my boyfriend and, or find that guy who can complete me. And it was always about and I knew this because my mom raised me never rely on anyone to take care of you. She was like, yeah. you be independent, be yourself. And my dad died so young that mm. and I don't think he loved being a lawyer. I think he always wanted funny enough. It all comes for a circle. I think he wanted to be an artist to be this DJ or be in communication and stuff. But I knew that. Well, I took my mom will always be working. So what I better, I mean, and I always heard these stories of people who hated their jobs and they slogged to work every day. And I thought that is just seems like a miserable place to live. So what's my passion? And I always, in every job I had, I was like, well, do I still, do I'm still getting the same out of it. Like, do I love it? Love it. And then after I, and in politics I did initially, like, so after Michigan drove to San Francisco, started working and I loved it until I didn't, until I became disillusioned with it. But I got to tell you, and it was always like, well, what do I love? And it took me till I was like 35, but I sat down and the first day I did my podcast, it was in my living room in 2005. I invited like six friends over, seven friends, hired a sound guy of Craigslist. It was like the first month of podcasting. And we sat around the table and I interviewed all of them and it was like four and a half hours went by and I oh didn't God. move. I just sat there talking and I, I didn't drink water. I didn't, and I was like, and I had this feeling and I, and I was like, this is it. I found it. Like, I, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. It's helping people. I'm learning. It just felt right. And that, that took like, I get, think that's what people might, when they say they find the one and they're like, it was love at first sight. I took some work to get there. I knew I was working towards that, but yeah, it felt right. It just, I just knew. And I've never doubted it. I'm like, this is my calling. Like it's, has not always been easy, but I'm just convinced this is it. I mean, you've had, I resonated cause I listened to some of that podcast and you oh, talked you about okay. your mom, like having an intervention being like, Emily, yep. <laughs> yep. And you, there was, had to have been a voice inside you that was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just, so when I started this show, it's been 13 years, but it was not a sure track. I, I've always had the confidence to know, like, I believed it would work. I'm like, people are listening, but she had an intervention coming out from Michigan to about five years in because I was making no money. Yeah. I had to sell all my stuff. I had a movie with a friend of mine and I was like 39, right? So it's like, that's not cool. Like, she's like, you're really smart. You went to good college. You could go do other things. And I was just like... I can't explain, Mom. I know this is crazy, but I I just know it's going to work, and I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going with it, and I'm going to keep like no stone unturned. And I had all the typical like, and I was in San Francisco, so nobody was in our entertainment there. I mean, no, and that's also not a cheap town to live. No, in. right? How but I had my control like barely. I sold I or my yeah, rich. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. But I had a lot of friends there, and I just I kind of figured it out. But it was it was hard, and I and now I look back, I'm like I'm so glad I had that struggle. In a sense, you look back at your. You know, life is full of a million struggles and problems, but you look at them and you're like, that's how you learn. Like, mm-hmm. rather than if you can embrace them when you're going through them. And it used to annoy me because my mom would say, you'll always look at this as a good story. And I'm like, mom, that's stupid, whatever. But the truth is, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I did it. I overcame it. I stuck with it because I knew I was holding back because I thought it's a really good show. It's a podcast. People are listening. And I have all these, like I had the television show that 
hadn't aired yet or I had two that didn't get picked up before yeah. that. And I was on a radio station that went out of business and it was all those knocks that don't you happen. You have so many things that you're like, this is going to be the thing. Yeah. And then you're like, no, right. You're like, it's happening. But they came out and shot a pilot. That doesn't mean anything. But I was so naive that every time it didn't happen, I got broken down a little more. Because at first I was like, it will happen. Yeah. But I think the thing that kept me going is I kept, um, I'm not a victim, right? So I was never like, oh, the networks, they're idiots for not picking up. Or that person's a jerk. I can so easily see my part in things and be like, okay. It's me. I need to do something different. And what I was resisting was the business was looking at it to as a business because I just thought, do what you love. The money will follow. Mm. Like it's because I read that book right after Michigan, which was I get the concept. But like you can do what you love till you all you want, but it's not going to pay the rent. So I was like, I was afraid of business. I was afraid of it just was confusing to me, like spreadsheets gave me anxiety. I was like, how do I actually like go out and ask, figure out money and monetizing and all that stuff. But I figured out the bit I got. I went into business. I was like. I'm going to look at now how I could monetize. I just made up things and stuck with what worked and didn't. So I just kept going because I believed in it and I kept doing different things. I didn't wait for it to be handed to me. I didn't I didn't like having to wait for networks to be able to call me. I'm like, I'm going to blaze my own trail so I'm in charge and I can do figure it out. I but it's not that. easy. Thanks. It's not <laughs> easy. No, that resonated with me a lot. And also it was like divine timing. <sighs> I went out to dinner last night with a cousin of mine who like my whole family had like interventions with me about oh, two they? and a half, three years ago. Oh, okay. We had like a family house in Malibu and one by one I'd get taken <sighs> for a walk on the beach and they'd be like. <laughs> about being a comedian? Yeah, yeah, and like- they'd be like, real estate's great. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when are you moving back to New Jersey? Right. And, uh, but like also like, so you haven't met anyone. Right. You exactly. know, like, do, like all of it. And I remember my dad was like the last person who he didn't he never had the inter never anything always very supportive they always said do what you love and I remember the last day we were there I asked him to go talk to me on the balcony and I was like you got to give me one more year like I I know I have a feeling like I need to be here I'm not done right you know and within like a year and a half I, I did all the different side right. jobs. I became a nanny for Joey McIntyre. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I never nanny before, but right. I was like, fuck it. You do it. You um, do what you have to do. And then within a year, I met my main squeeze, who I'm with okay. now. And like things just keep happening. And I just, I kind of had just, I was like, no, no, I'm not done. <sighs> right. Stop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Leave me alone. It, 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 no, that's good for you. Right. You, it's hard when your family's like in your face, but when you have that, like that fire, like that knowing, yeah, like you can't not do it. You can't not keep going with it. You know, you're talented, you know, you want to do it. And you just, I just God. heard a little accent there. Talented. The Michigan, it happens. <laughs> it happens when I have like a drink or, yeah, it's I still there. That. You can take the girl out of Michigan. But do you think like being, cause I love talking about like being yeah. where, like from where you're from, like if that like toughened your skin up a little bit or made you a little Absolutely. scrappy. From being from Michigan? Yeah. I think that the thing that I love about being from the Midwest is that I truly believe, even though it's cliche, that we're just nice people. Like not everyone, but I grew up in a very like, you know, we knew our neighbors and everybody was like kind and smiles a lot. And everyone's just very like, oh, excuse me, I'm in your way. We're just kind. Your neighbors come and take care of you and do things. And and you just, I don't know. We're like, a, it, it's not, I wasn't in LA. I didn't know about, you know, we had like, we were like middle class maybe. It just wasn't flashy. It was like a good Midwestern stock, you know, yeah. like that. And I feel like, and I think moving to California at like 22 or 21, I'd never been. And I think. 
It was a big, but I was just this, I don't know. I had good values. I think I was raised, but I guess that could happen anywhere, but I was raised with, pretty, with good values and like I had a job since I was 14. Oh yeah. So you just, yeah. What I was your know. first job? I sold shoes at a <laughs> shoe store, which I still love shoes. Yes. I sold, I sold shoes and then I sold coats soon after that. Coats Unlimited. That's amazing. I know. Even you said that your mom was like, work at Nordstrom selling shoes. Oh, when she came out for the intervention. She's like, you know, you get a good commission. Go to Nordstrom and sell shoes. I forgot she said that and that was my first job. I'm like, mom, I'm not 14. (laughs) Exactly. Hi. Yeah, she did. Because, you know, I think my mom's concerned because she's a businesswoman who had to make it on her own after she stepped out. A whole bunch of things happened. She had no money like in her early 40s. And I think she realized that like... And that she made it. So I think she's afraid that she'd have to like, and I get it. She wouldn't want to take care of me. And she cares about me being, having it together. So, so I want to know where the whole like sex with Emily thing came into it. Like, like how does that happen? Yeah. Like, how did you pick a lane? I know, you know, I, it's funny. There's been a few times in my life where I've gotten struck by something and I'm like, and like probably four times and it's always been right. So the first one was moving to San Francisco. I was running my senior year in college at Michigan and I just read something in the paper. It was like the year of the woman. And I was like, I'm moving to San Francisco. That was great. Moving to just a moment in time that I directed a film about Willie Brown in San Francisco. That was my documentary experience. Driving over the Golden Gate Bridge. Had a flash. It was right. Sex with Emily was the other thing where I thought I just made this film, this documentary, and I thought, what am I most passionate about? What do I want to, whoa, what's the thing that's driving me? And I thought sex. Like I was having a lot of mediocre sex and I was always talking about sex and relationships with my friends and people in relationships. I was like, how do you keep it going? And like having sex with one person seems awful. And I was like, I'm just not having great sex. I want to know how. And so that's how it started because I was like, I had no sex education. I wanted, I thought how great to be able to have amazing sex and orgasms and all these things people talk about. Yeah. They don't teach you that in sex. They don't teach you anything. They don't talk about pleasure. They're like, use a condom. You're going to get pregnant. It's like in, in, in a whirlpool or whatever they would tell you. All the stupid shit they said. It was always right. looked down upon where yeah. I came from. Right? Very taboo. Right. Very taboo. And it still is. Like, yeah. That's what he realized. Like, we're in California. But it's still taboo. So I think... And then the fact that it was like, I feel like to really, I was always so interested in learning about it. I thought I'll never be done lock, learning or talking about it because it's infinitely, it's a subject that touches everybody. And mm-hmm. so that's how, that's what happened. I was like, I'm going to do it. And then after that first podcast, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Because at the beginning, I was not the expert. And then I went, I read every, you know, all those books, hundreds of books on sex and did a bunch of podcasts and then went back to school and got my doctorate. But at the beginning, I was more like the guinea pig. Like I went to my first sex party, had my first threesome, like learned along with everyone else. I was more like, check this out. So were you like the girl that always had a boyfriend growing up? Or were you the girl that kind of like dated a lot and hooked up a lot and just kind of like played the field? I always had boyfriends. This is the other Michigan thing. And I wish I was a little different in this way, but I, if you look back on it, I was a serial monogamist. I always had boyfriends. Like I had one in college and then I got out of college. I had one for two years. I had like two years in my 20s, serial monogamous. And, but I think it was just... I don't know. I, I think in your 20s, it's funny. We were just writing about this here, but I, I feel like it, that we put so much. Here's why it was confusing to me, because then I what we do now, and I think always we put pressure on ourselves, even in our 20s. Well, if I'm with someone and you like them after a few months or six months, well, it obviously has to go into, are we together forever? Are we going to move in together? Marriage. And this is also 20 years ago, but that was always so hard for me. So I'd be with a guy and they'd say, we should move in together. I'm like, oh no. So in my, I was always a little scared of that because I wasn't looking towards marriage, okay. but I didn't know what else to do with relationships. I wasn't like, we should date other people. Nobody was doing that then. Like nobody would ever say, 
I really like you. This is great, but I'm going to date someone else. It was just unheard. You literally had no choice. Either you stay with someone. So that's what people were doing or they couldn't, or people weren't dating and they were just sleeping around. But I would always find someone and I would date with them for a while. And then I would end up feeling like it's just not working for me to get out of it. And then I was like, you know what? I was 29 years old. I was like, I've been in a relationship since I was 17 and I really need to know who am I without a boyfriend? Cause I have no idea. Okay. I want to know who, and I think this is really important work and this is what I would have done differently. But I've always met nice guys. Like, I didn't date jerks. They were all fine. I just wasn't ready. It wasn't what I wanted, a relationship. It wasn't my long-term goal. It never... Monogamy was... I don't think is really my main track in the traditional sense. Because I... That's one of the So it just never... It was always like, what's wrong? But there was no one polyamorous or opening up. Or And I'm not even saying that's me. I'm just saying that whole traditional thing just didn't feel right so I was like who am I which is great work for everyone to do without a man like what interests me who are my friends what do I choose to do and that was great and that's been going on now since I was 30 (laughs) I've had boyfriends but I'm like much more about like making the really we all should get to define the rules for and boundaries for our own relationships I think well I think people are happiest when they know what they want yes and how to make themselves happy yeah exactly you know and I'm finding new shit out every day exactly (laughs) So am I. You're never done. But being open to that, that you don't know. Like, I think you don't know what you don't know. So even when you're younger, it's like you don't know that it's okay to wait. And it's okay not to have that end goal of marriage and whatever. So I think you and you're always learning. Yeah. But I I don't want to, like, discount people that did either meet in high school or college. Oh, yeah. Most people do. Yeah, I know. I hate to say it. You're like, what? You're crazy Californians. I'm not going to go off and join some some polyamorous love circle. I am not saying that. I'm just saying. For so many people, it doesn't work. And to look at another model where maybe you're just like, you know what? I'm going to date around for a while until I find that person rather than jumping right in, which doesn't work for a lot of people. Of course, I know a lot of my friends from Michigan, Mm -hmm. happily, truly happily married for 20 years, 30 years, same person from high school or college. And that does work, of course. But for the people, it doesn't. To know that you're not broken, that it's okay, that you can find something that works for you. Are you listening, meatballs? It's okay. It's okay. We're all okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think the people that are happy that are in those long-term marriages from way early on, they grow and learn together. That's true too. If you have good communication, it's a, what long-term, yeah, it's amazing. You're like with your best friend, your lover, your everything. Of course you can grow. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world. If you can do that. I was obsessed with your episode with the creator of quest bars. Oh, Lisa, she's amazing. Right. People just, their communication level. I know, right? Because I think I love that episode too because she, 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 they're like, yeah, they work together for 20 years. They live together. They have a huge company, but they have this like way of like really talking about whose roles and responsibilities in a relationship to do certain things and take out the guesswork, which a lot of us struggle with, right? What'd you get from it the most? I really love that she gave herself permission to say, I need you to be the man. Like, even though I can do all these things, like she said, she wants him to be her protector. Right. And like, that's okay. Right. And when she was having to step up with the business and kind of be tougher and harder with like the factory workers right, and right. stuff that her husband kind of was like, Hey, I need you just with me, like either in the bedroom or at home to be softer. Right. You're like losing that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Which is so healthy. Like the way they can articulate, articulate what is happening in the moment, I think would give a lot of people permission listening to that episode to realize like, that's what your relationship is probably craving. You're probably craving that honesty and that realness with your partner. If you're struggling with so many relationships are hard. They're so hard. And to learn how to break through and just kind of say what's going on. And like from a place of love, like I think couples forget that they're on the same team. Yeah. And they're not fighting against each other and you don't have to figure out anything alone. That's what's so beautiful about relationships. When you say to each other, it's like, 
well, we both aren't happy here, so let's together let's work on it. it. <laughs> yeah, let's find a way. Yeah, no, I love that episode. That yeah. was a great interview. Even, it's so fun. Two of my favorite episodes are with like entrepreneur yeah. couples. Um, the Michael Bostick and yes, the Skinny they're Confidential. So fun. Yeah. Them. And I love how open and like playful they are. Yeah. I feel like they still flirt. They're they married. Do. But they they're flirt. really fun. Yeah. You know? It's so important. And my big thing for couples is is to you have to prioritize your sex life like everything else. We just forget. We think it's going to magically stay where it's always been without working on it. Like your health doesn't stay that way. Your diet doesn't, you know, your everything, your health, religion, spirituality, like you have to work on stuff or it goes away. Well, it's like with podcasting when you first started, I bet the more you did it, the better you got Absolutely, at it. yeah. And with stand up, the more you get on stage, right? the better you are so you get, why wouldn't you do that with your boyfriend exactly or your husband right why wouldn't you keep talking about it and keep having sex that was one of the questions i had for you because like even today like i taught t- i teach like high intense cardio fitness dance classes with like wait it's it's aggressive and i taught two in a row oh my god and then like that's why you look so fresh <laughs> and happy fresh. and healthy okay <laughs> oh, and then i went home and ate meatballs right. <laughs> um no but then i have two podcasts and then i have a show tonight i was like how do i conserve like that spark and that energy that i'm putting out to so many other people for my like person also right when you get home tonight or whatever like how do you like do you have to prioritize it think about it like so when you're thinking about that now i mean only you can tell me but like are you saying that sometimes when you get home are you like not you're exhausted i'm just really 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 tired right. or low energy and like he's never been like come on babe like he never he's very understanding and also just likes to chill and right doesn't need me to be like on but I like to be on. Right, exactly. You know, like right. I, I well, want to feel sexy. Exactly. I think it's just like, I mean, really what I know is that our, especially for women, like our brain is the largest sex organ. So the more we can keep sex top of mind and you think about it, like we're going to have, even if you start thinking about it now, like when I go home tonight after the show, like start fantas- thinking about what you want to do to them, what you want to, how you're going to walk in that door, mm-hmm. how you're going to feel like it's really a state of mind and keeping it keeping it top of mind. So, and I think masturbation, if you have time, even if it takes five minutes to to touch and connect with your body, because we are especially women, we're so disconnected from our bodies. And when your, your brain and your body are connected is when you have the most amazing sex. But when you're thinking your way into sex in the sense of your body isn't along with, that's why the masturbation is helpful because like breathing into it and all that. But when you start thinking about sex, even during the day, like you'll start to feel it like in your body, you'll start to like, you'll start to get turned on. So I think like when you're driving home from the club tonight, like, mm-hmm. I'm seeing him, what am I going to do? And you get yourself, ex- even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, text him throughout the day. That was something that totally helps. It yeah. sounds a bit like, Hey babe, tonight I'm going to play. And then you're actually roped into it. If you're like, I'm going to give you a blowjob or whatever you're going to say, <laughs> can't wait to taste you but it's an effort Is it okay to be cheesy yes totally it's okay to do anything that feels good to you yeah i had a question actually from i was working out with someone yesterday and i was like oh i have sex with emily tomorrow <laughs> like what do you want to know i had a lot of meatballs actually right in i'm not gonna go through i love There's this like so many oh my god they questions. did yes um but one of the things just because we were talking about it she was like how do you turn your boyfriend on when like they're not in the mood like especially like if you live together like and you're like feeling it but like you could tell like they're just like not either in the headspace or just like busy or like not there right and 
how do you like get them there without like tying them down and exactly. making them do you? Well, <laughs> like, I think exactly. That's such a good point. Cause also I just want to say that I think that we hear so much about women are the ones that why are you sex? Like I hear it from just as many, as many women. So I just want to point that out that it happens to all of us. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think that what you do in that situation is you kind of just like, depends what's going on. So if it's someone's really stressed out a lot or it's just happening more, if a guy is feeling insecure about money or his job or like, like usually it has to do with money or job. Like it's going to be hard for them to get into their bodies and actually desire sex. But if it's been, so that's like something else could be going on. But if you're just in the moment, you're like, sometimes he just doesn't want it. I think you just have to maybe start with a massage, like making it more about them, Mm -hmm. like start to like turn, give them like a back massage, have them relax. Cause we are so, the reason why we don't want to have sex a lot is cause we're, I know I was talking about having your head braid on board for sex. That's different than us being in our heads and being anxious. So if we're thinking about stuff and work, our bodies are like, we don't even know what you're doing. But if you start to like touch them, massage them, give them a head massage, back, I don't know, guys, it was like head massage or back (laughs) massage or foot massage. Then they'll start to feel your touch and you'll like ease them into it. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, you just like rip down their pants and climb on top. You could do that. But I feel like we need to be easy. You got to ease into it. You got to ease into it. Yeah. And be okay with that. Yeah. And then if it's something like, because I also hear from partners a lot and this might be a separate question but like why will my partner initiate like I hear from women who are like I'm always initiating and they're not initiating mm-hmm. so the, the problem is the challenge on that is if your partner's like you need to initiate more when someone hears that man or woman they think yeah there's probably a reason why they're not initiating it could be because they don't know how they don't know what you want mm-hmm. like to them it just seems maybe they got rejected in their other life so many times like in earlier relationships that they're afraid who knows there's a million things we carry around but saying i hear i'm hearing that you want okay i totally get that you want me to initiate more sex what does that look like to you because in my mind i would be thinking oh my god you want me to like have candles lit and all these things ready to go like sex petals on the, the floor and i'm like no just kiss my neck yeah like, oh so if you come in from work and i kiss your neck then you're gonna know like there's just so many ways to make these really challenging sex things that were all like uh, a little bit easier that's what i loved about talking to you on the it's complicated podcast you made it seem just very like matter of fact yeah. just like it, easy it, do you recommend that's how you talk about sex with yes, your partner absolutely Absolutely. Like, it's like talking about the weather, like for real, like, hey, I wish you'd initiate more. Here's what I think about it. Pass assault. Like, I mean, why not, though? Right. Because like and then the thing is is that and I get it for people like, oh, I could never. We've been together 20 years. We've never talked about it. But you got to start talking about it. And when you do, it might be awkward at first, but that goes away really quickly when you continue. And just like working out or stand up or caring about your job, it's not a conversation you want. It's not even one you have every, every three months. Once you decide, and hopefully it's tonight when you stop listening or today to talk about sex, just like, Hey babe, let's talk about our sex life. I love it. You love it. Let's make it even better. What should we do? Yeah. You talk about it a lot. You talk about it at least once. It'll become fun, though, because then you two are like in a sport together. You're in a game. You're playing together. You're like, let's make our sex life great together. And you talk about it all the time. How do you recommend like parents talk about sex without making their kids be like, raging sluts or whores? I know you're not supposed <laughs> to say that. but no, like, I get it, dude. Like, how I do feel you- like it's such an... Like scary, like how it's a do we really scary time. keep it open and like make it sound like sex is a beautiful, loving thing without making them want to just go out and just 
have sex right. with everyone, but I feel like kids are going to go out and have sex. So you might as well be cool about talking to them. About exactly. It. I, we don't talk about it to them enough right now because we're all kids are hearing is, yeah, yeah, I get it. I can get pregnant. I choose a condom. It's really scary, but we don't ever talk about pleasure. So I think no. if we marry the pleasure aspect, like we teach girls and boys like masturbation is okay. It's, it's actually the healthiest thing you can do when you master it because then you learn, especially for women, like what feels good to you so you can explain that to a partner and you know your own body. So I think pleasure is important, but then also teaching kids about, you know, young adults about consent and knowing when something doesn't feel right. Like you, I think it's so important to teach young women that like you don't owe them anything. Yeah. You don't have to deliver to a guy like you. They should be going down on you like you're going down on them. It's okay to say no. So teach them about consent and being in your bodies and not disconnect, not losing your connection. So like if something doesn't feel right to you, it's okay to say no to someone if they're making an advance. Like just so if you're starting to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's it's a, no. It's a no. Like your body is yeah. a hell no. Like paying attention to like. Because I think is what we do or what I do, you know, I've done as a woman is like I override it. And I think, well, I, I, it's actually easier just to go ahead and have sex right now because they're not going to they, I don't want it to be a problem to leave and have all thing. I'll just do it. Or it does it even though my body's going, no, you're not attracted to him anyway. You like to kiss, but you don't want him to touch you, you know, and not saying all the time. I'm just saying common things that happen. So teaching, even if you're like role playing with young girls or like I'd love to go talk to every girl in America. Oh, I my swear God, to God, me to high too. Schools, I would be so I, I have three nieces. I talk uh. to them all the time. But I'm just like to teach them and men about like consent and being safe and that in like it's okay to like show emotions and teaching young people how to slow down and understand that women need foreplay. It's not a suggestion. It's like a requirement. <laughs> oh my God. I just think we have to talk to them honestly. Like we're talking. Yeah. Because then I don't think they're going to go off and have crazy sex because they're also going to know like there's consequences and I want to make good decisions. There's and not going to be a mystery about it either. No. Which I think it's so shrouded in mystery yeah, right now. It's, it's like what is this sex that... We make it such this. It's gonna, and then the other thing is, we tell them it's going to be amazing. Oh my god! And like, it's not like the first time we have sex, not good. Did like this is what I'm waiting grade? for. No. Oh, you have to. I see have to see grade. so much. What is it? When did it come out? Oh, it came out earlier this summer. Okay. Eighth grade. I want to write down somewhere. I didn't just because. I don't really talk to a lot of eighth graders about like sex. I don't know if they're just not in my life. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but I was like, oh wow, like that's going on. Like just it's oh like or, like just the pressure. Like this girl was like, oh, your girlfriend's not sending you nudes. I'll send you nudes. Like that's a story. Line. Oh yeah, that is. You They're know? all sending. Yeah, don't send naked pictures. Don't. Yeah, and if you do, don't put your face in them. Yeah. Oh my god, don't put your face in them. That's I, there should be freaking billboards saying that. Like I swear to God, it's so basic, and they're all missing it. A lot of them all are missing of them. it. Yeah, and I think also the point you were making about listening to your body and like saying no if things don't feel right translates into everyday conversations. Like if yes. someone asks you to do something and it doesn't work for you, but you feel obligated to do it. If you're feeling that anxiety or that tenseness immediately be like, no, I'm so, I would right. love to, but like that doesn't work for me. Exactly. So That's, it translates. It's such a good life skill. Cause I think about the two, like also being from Michigan, who knows if it's a Michigan thing, but I feel like it is like, I'm a bit of a pleaser. Oh, yeah. So I would say yes to people. And then now I'm just trying to be like, it's people are okay if you take your time. Be like, well, let me think about that for a minute. Rather than just saying yes to something, not just sex, but anything. Like, will you come to this event? Will you come to my dinner? I'm like, let me think for a minute. People oh. are cool with that. Rather than just saying yes and then feeling like, how do I get out of this? Oh, 100%. I became like a pathological liar through yeah. half my 20s because right. I was She's saying like, I don't yes show- to everything. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. you want to be there for everybody. You want to show up. But then like, people are cool when you're dishonest about it. You're like, I, I'd rather. I know. I've learned that. that people are like, great. 
No problem. My main squeeze always makes jokes because we'll be at like, he has a huge group of friends and we see them a few times a month. And he's like, when you get a few drinks in you, you make plans with everyone. <laughs> he was like, like, we're supposed to go camping next weekend. He was like, we're not going camping. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I don't have a tent. Yeah. He's like, stop it. That's and so, so now he'll see me doing it. And he's like, we'll get back to you. <laughs> That's good. That's a good relationship. You keep yeah. each other in check. No, he, he gets it. Um, I had actually, I had a mail write to me on Twitter. Okay. Um, I a love question it. for you. I love this because I feel like this was kind of a vulnerable question. Um, he said, due to physical limitations, my wife and I like to use a strap on for intercourse, but I can't find one that fits comfortably any suggestions that is that he wears she so she wears a strap on i'm assuming he means so a strap on just for people who might not know right yes. you wear it around your waist i'm just thinking that his wife is using the strap on right i don't know I, due to physical limitations my wife and i like to use a strap on so maybe wait read that because he does that mean that okay let me see this i feel like okay, due it to physical means, limitations my wife and i like to use a strap on for it of course but i can't find one that fits comfortably i'm wondering if it's that it that so a strap on was when you wear like a harness around yeah. your waist and then you stick like a like a uh, dildo on the outside of it. So I'm thinking maybe he has limitations and can't right. So maybe she's penetrating him though anally. Okay, with a dildo is maybe. what this might mean. Yeah, and if you're looking for a really comfortable harness and or dildo, I would send them probably to Good Vibrations. Okay, if you go to GoodVibes.com. Because they have really like body safe. They have a lot of unique brands, um, sex positive, and you could probably find one there. Like they have ones. If he's worried about the harness fitting, there's like ones that have Velcro straps and that different, you can really adjust. And then there's so many different kinds of, um, of dildos too. I'm trying to think. I think Good Vibes, Sport Sheets is another one. This company called Sport Sheets. Which so we on love. brand with the podcast. Yeah. Can you please tell us about Sport Sheets? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> you might like some Sport Sheets. I'm going to give you some treats. Ooh. It's um, bondage gear. Here's the thing. A lot of people have fantasies about top fantasy for women, like tie me up, use handcuffs, right? And, and their partner could be scratching their heads. Going, what does that mean? How do I do it? Sport Sheets, what I love is they were meant to like, how many years ago? They just said their 30 year anniversary, 20, 25 year anniversary. It uses Velcro. It's just smart because all their cuffs and their restraints are Velcro, so they're easy to close. I have these under-the-bed restraints that just Ooh. stay under my bed that pull out in your feet and your hands. You you they have cool paddles, and they're just easy to use, and a lot of their products are great for people with disabilities as well. I Sport sheets. Love it's all at my website, sexwithemily.com. We have a store, and you could see all the fun things. Um, I talked to three different girlfriends of mine today alone, and all three of them who are gorgeous, stunning, like you know, successful women have not had sex in over a year and a half. And they've, I feel like, and I've been in that place where I first moved to LA right. and like dated a guy and had my heart broken and then waited over a year. How do you become like not fearful of the sex? Because I feel like they're scared to like get back into it. They, it's just like all of it's too much. Right, because they were hurt by somebody? Either hurt by someone or they can't find someone they're into. And so they're just letting it go longer and longer. And then it almost becomes like sex becomes scary. Yeah. You're like, am I going to be able to do it right? Right. So I was like. That's so interesting. I I, need advice. Yeah. I think that the the most important thing for women in these times when they're single, I'm going to go back to masturbation. I think that women have to prioritize masturbation and make the time because 
when we get, well, because, because there's no other way I can get women to connect. Cause we walk around, we're in our heads. We're not, if we don't touch our bodies other than to like wash it and put our underwear on, like it's like another, it's like a foreign alien object on our body. So if you are masturbating and you're feeling sexual and you're having vibrators and you're getting into it, you're going to be really connect. You're going to be so much more connected to your body. It's like, if you don't ever work out and I asked you to go like you teach, right? You mm. know, so you're an athlete, you get it. Yeah. If you didn't work out for a year and I was like, okay, go teach a class in a year from now. You'd be like, hell no. So I understand where your friends are coming from. But up until then, if they stay sexual beings and then they start watching porn that turns them on or erotica or they just keep their sexual flow, take dance classes, like move their bodies and feel sexual, they're going to feel like and they might even be able to put out more energy that makes them. They might be shut down if they were hurt, closed off, closed off. Their shoulders are coming forward. They're walking with their head down. They're not. So I think there's a way that that women can kind of perpetuate their own sexual energy and feel comfortable with it. So, so I think, and then also what I want to say to your friends, I guess it can be scary, but I want women, if there's anything I could like leave on this planet, what I think about <laughs> even this, especially this year, what's been going on in the world with men and women and me too, and all that stuff is I just want women to realize that like, we have just as much right to good sex, great sex as, as men do. And that we have the power. We are responsible for our own orgasms, our own pleasure. We get to decide if we want to be with this person or call them back. They're not in charge of it. So, if if they're okay having casual sex, it's not for everybody. But like, if you're saying like I'm okay just to go in, and I'm going to leave in the morning, and I'll be like, you. It doesn't mean that they were in charge or they didn't call me. So there's a way to eventually have sex on your own. Ter- have say, having sex on your terms and not anybody else's. I love that. Yeah. So that's what I would say to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like just even when it comes to dating, Uh, having it on your own terms, that was kind of the flip for me. I remember right before I met the guy I'm with now, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't know if marriage is going to be a thing. Like, I don't know if I like I and she always used to say you didn't move to L.A. to find a boyfriend. Right. Like I've always been career like didn't really dream about the wedding. Like what happens, it happens. Whatever. And then I, he knows this. He's like, you were dating other guys when we met. And like, it's true. Like, and I finally chose his direction. I was like, I want that one. But it never used to be that way. It used to be the opposite where like the guy would find me and I would be like, oh, he likes me. I used to do that. I get it. Yep. Yeah. I used to do it too because I like, oh, it felt good to be liked and desired. So when you take control mm-hmm. and when you take control power, and you know what you want because yeah. you've dated enough, or you've figured it out and you know what doesn't work for you and you know what you want. That's really sexy. Like a woman, I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful and beautiful and sexy than a woman who knows what she wants, has a very full, rich life. Like mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you've got your job, your career, your friends, you do the things that you love. That is the sexiest thing of all. It's not about how you w- walk and the look and the handbags you have and the cars. Like it's it's truly about how you show up in the world. I I've talked about this a little bit. I was at a party. There was a bunch of celebrities there, and it was funny to observe. There was a very famous woman, and she wasn't that made up. Her hair wasn't totally like done and perfect. She was wearing like a loose like black slip dress. But, like, wasn't conventionally Instagram model hot, which I don't really find that super hot. But, like, and then there was another, like, newer celebrity who just, it was like... They spent all day getting ready. All day getting ready. Like, all day getting ready, perfectly styled, like, hot husband who's on TV, like, everything. And there was something so sexy about this other female celebrity who was probably twice the other one's age. Right. And I found all the men in the room were talking to the other one. Yeah. And it was because she was just so just chill and confident. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I wanted to talk to her, you know, <laughs> yeah. and conventionally I would have been intimidated right off the bat by the other one. Right. Who exactly like just perfect tits, perfect abs, perfect hair, perfect lashes, perfect, perfect, perfect. Sounds exhausting. It, she was exhausting right. and she was so drunk by the end of it. Cause I can't wait to hear how tired it is. And, um, confidence. Yeah. So, but it's confidence. Cause the, the woman, the other woman just had confidence. Is that like, I think yeah. just, she knew who she was. And that's Conf- that's practice. Be comfortable in your skin, not caring what other people think. I feel like you own that though. You and do. I saw No, you. Oh, Emily. I do. It. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, that's something I wanted to know because you're so hot and like beautiful and chill and, I, I feel like I want to know what your secrets are because you do oh. have this like oh, quiet I'm confidence. Wow. Really? Yeah. Um, yes. It's a lot of work. I don't know. I uh, took a question. What do you do to maintain you? <sighs> Tell us all your secrets. Oh my God. I eat meatballs and drink wine. It's <laughs> two o'clock on a Thursday, which I'm so happy about. Yes. Um, I exercise. I work. I, I do Pilates now. I you do. do. Pilates. I've always worked out. I've always been working. Like it helps with like my mental. I used to run marathons and stuff. My whole mental health thing is important. Honestly, I think. Oh God, you know, I work out, I take supplements. I think working out is important. I have really good friends. Like I'm telling you, I don't understand how women. Like I've just such. I think that's given me the. I've had the same friends since I was in college. They're really? my best friends. We still talk all the time, and I have good friends here in LA. But I just think that my friends are like. I don't know. We just support each other. I think being a really good friend is and surrounding myself by really good people. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to toxicity. Like if I find a, a woman or people, and I've always been this way because I can't handle it. Like if someone's gossipy or you meet them and they're talking about, if you meet someone, you're like, oh, she's cool, but she's talking about people the whole time. Or you could just tell that they would do that to you as well. Or just someone, or if they do one thing and you hear they said something, or I'm a cut. Cause I just want like real genuine, like people in my life that could be, you know, so that's really important. Starting myself by the good people, not the bad people, smart people. Um, I have a lot of sex. Um, yeah, you've been. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I think I'm really, I'm pretty honest. I mean, I am honest. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not, not honest. I'm pretty honest. I'm pretty real, like about what, you know, I struggle. It's not always perfect. I meditate, but not all the time. But I've always tried to have a steady meditation practice. So I think that balance of like body, mind, soul. For sure. I try to eat healthy. Um, Yeah. Okay. It's all important. I guess it's hard because I'm also hard on myself, but I'm like, yeah, I mostly do those things, but I'm like today I didn't meditate, but yeah, pretty much it's in my consciousness that if I work out, meditate, you know, I'm healthy. I have people, I don't isolate. I have really good friends in my life. Cause sometimes you go through bad times. You're like, I don't want to see anyone. But I'm like, no, my friends are like, I have resources. I have people I can call. So like. I don't know if you've ever been at this point, but I've had people ask, what do I do? Like, I was just in a wedding this weekend and certain bridesmaids were single and certain bridesmaids were either married and had boyfriends. Like, how do you stay positive and not get depressed and not jaded and not like jealous of your friends who are in relationships if you're like eternally single and you're like, what uh, the fuck? That's such a good question. Because, OK, so I... I've never, so I've never, this is something that I, I learned once and I, I've never been that girl. I literally am not a jealous person. So I, I'm just very lucky because I have and other you're things. you're a Gemini? How yes. is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I am not, like I don't look at anybody and think, oh, I wish I had that. Because yeah. first of all, I know that everyone's fighting their own, nothing's as perfect as it seems. And everyone's fighting their own battle. You don't know about and all, all that stuff. Ship. I never look, I don't think that way. So I really am more about like celebrating women and others and all that. But I think one of the great things I heard was like, you'll, to be jealous of someone or to be envious of what other people have. 
you'll never be as good at being that person as they are at being themselves. So yes. don't try to emulate anyone else. Like celebrate everything that, that you have. So that's like one thing. But as far as like looking towards the future and thinking, why won't I have this? And why won't I have that? Is like the quintessential, like you're the opposite of being mindful in that situation. You're the opposite of being present. Because like, that's the person who wants you, then you do get married. You're going to be wondering, why don't I have kids? Why don't I have kids? And then you're going to have kids. So it's this total, because fe- people who, who are worried about that, the wedding, it means that they probably live a lot in the future, a lot in the past, worrying yeah. about what's going to happen. And so when you could just be at that wedding and truly like, and I don't know how you teach this, but I think just to know this, that like there is a way, because I, I went to tons of friends' weddings and I, in my 30s, I was in like eight weddings, literally eight bridesmaids, right? Same this thing. Is my like, sixth. Yeah. I was in every <laughs> single wedding and I'm yeah. so, I was like, oh my God. And I just was like so happy. It was always about the bride. I was so happy. I don't, my brain doesn't work like that because I'm like, I am truly your friend and I'm here. So, but what I'm saying is in those moments, if you could just think, I am so, because then you're coming off as happy. Like if you truly feel joy and gratitude and happiness for your friend and you make it more about them than about yourself, because mm-hmm. that is a really selfish way also to be here in the way. Why isn't this happening to me? But if you can live there, be present, support your friend and be happy and know that you're going to get yours when it's your time. Like it's all going to happen. Just and to trust put artificial it. T- trust it to put this artificial time limits and what they, when things should happen it didn't happen you happened for you yet like there's a plan in the universe and it's going to work out for you so but the more time you spend in a negative space yeah. not wishing as much happiness on others and wishing you were somewhere else than you are in that moment the less likely you're going to get what you want so having a good practice of taking yourself to the moment and being like I'm at my friend's wedding. What can I do to serve her and be the best bridesmaid or be happy for everyone or go meet people at my table? And that like, takes you out of your head. Exactly. Yeah. Anything that takes you out of head into the present is the best work you no can do. No spiraling. All right. right. A few other quick questions. Okay. And then we'll get to sex with Emily. Um, All right. We do my podcast. Yeah, exactly. I know. Um, okay. Uh, now awkward situations. Okay. I loved that one of the meatballs wrote this in because I feel like it happens to a lot of people and no one talks about it. What do you do if you like accidentally queef and like an awkward noise happens in the bedroom or you like just keep something? going? Do, Sex do you is call messy. It out? No, yeah, you could laugh. Oops, <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Sex is dirty and messy and loud and unpredictable and not sexy, even when it's sexy. Like things are gonna happen. I just keep going. You just like, oh yeah, you laugh for a second, but you just if you again in your mind let it go. It happened. Just keep going because you're probably having amazing sex and you're letting go and your body's making noises that's when you probably have the means best you're time. having the fucking best sex and you should stick with you just keep going be doesn't like frozen and let it go like literally let it go <laughs> doesn't mean anything it's a practice too but no no one's thinking about it if um, you don't entertain it they're not gonna entertain it it's fine and it's I, okay to laugh too during sex yes but don't i mean you could laugh and roll over and stop having sex or you could laugh and just keep going whatever works but, exactly yeah what do you do if you're a girl that like wears like hair extensions or like have if you have like little like boob inserts or like if you got like spanks on what is your best recommendation right to like take them out when you get home or just like when if you're like at a guy's place and you're like shit like you maybe were expecting the sex but not really and it's getting hot and heavy do you just go can i just use the bathroom yeah yeah you go to the bathroom and you throw the extensions and the boob things and the whatever in your purse in your purse yeah and then you're not wearing underwear yeah and then that's it yeah just move on so always carry a purse big enough for that absolutely (laughs) i never understood the little clutch girl like i admire her who can just have her wallet and money and keys no you need stuff like it's that. so funny because as a little girl my biggest pet peeve with my mom was her digging through her purse and i always was like i'm never gonna do that right and that's all that's i do that's all i do 
I'm digging through my purse. 20, I carry my purse, don't I? They're nice down. <laughs> I'm always in my purse 24-7. It happened last night in a parking garage in Santa Monica with my brother where I couldn't find my ticket. Yeah. I had two yep. purses, one purse inside yeah. the purse. And finally, always- I handed him the bigger bag. And I was like, I know it's in here. And I'm digging through the smaller one. And he pulls it out of the big yeah, bag. Exactly. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I'm carry the four purses. I know. It's crazy. Oh, okay. You're, so bad. you are a human. Yeah. That makes I'm, me happy. Oh, dude, I'm so human. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um... I feel like you might get this a lot. I get this doing stand-up, and I want to know what your response is to this question. Are guys intimidated to have sex with you or date you? I, and I get asked that more than it's ever happened to me. So I get asked that all the time, and I don't think so. I think when it gets to the point to have sex with someone, I'm already feeling like this guy, they don't seem nervous because I wouldn't have sex with them. If they were like shaking and like frothing and, oh, my God, you're sex with Emily, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So I feel like the guys I've chosen to have sex with over the years are just... They get over that part. They're more confident. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Who, um, who's been your favorite guest so far? Oh, my God. I, I don't have one. You don't have it's one. It's like choosing yeah. my favorite child because every show is like, I'm serious, because every show is its own creation. And so I, it's so hard for me to say that because I think that my guests aren't just guests. They, they help advise the listeners. We get take calls. We answer questions. So I just think everybody brings their own experience to the table. I can't even say. And do you find once you got your groove with Sex with Emily and you started getting like radio jobs and you got misadvised and then Dr. Drew, Loveline, did everything kind of just like start falling into place? Like how did you make that path like happen? Because I feel like you've been on a good one lately. I hope that wasn't like four questions. No, no. Oh, God. But even when I did misadvise, let me think. It takes a while. I think you have to be patient. That's when it started turning around a little bit misadvised. But that whole thing, this show, it was a show for Bravo. We shot the pilot. No, we shot, we didn't even shoot a pilot. We shot it and it, it took a year for it to come out. Yeah, it came out a year after we shot it. Or no, nine months after. I had no money. They paid me like 2000 episode. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. So there was yes, something th- about you. I do have to say credit you. Thank like, you. There were other girls on the show. Yeah, there's three of us. And there was something about you that I was just like, this girl's like the shit. <laughs> Like, I just, I didn't want to watch all the other storylines, you know? Yeah. Not in, like, a creepy way. No, I get it, because I was myself. It's funny, because I was afraid. Yeah. No, people said to me, like, you're my favorite. I'm going to, like, wear your skin when I leave here. I think, I think, it's just so funny. Thank you. Don't ever leave. No, I feel like I just, here's the thing. I had enough experience that I... I'm pretty much the same wherever I go. So like you're in my office, you're like meet me at a party, a friend of mine. I'm I don't change. So for me on camera, I I wasn't like aware like in that I'd never done a TV show, but I just was like this is how I am. Like I authentically was who I was, and so anyways, that what you were asking me or yeah, how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just like, but that was a big. So I think maybe that's why I wasn't trying. I wouldn't even know. I'm not an actress. Like I wouldn't know how to be. I wouldn't know how to not be myself. So you've always just been yourself. Yes. Kind of stuck to what felt good. Yes. And that's how these things have like fallen yeah. into your path. But I think, yes, exactly. And I think keeping up, like, so, so the Bravo thing was just, it had been another show that didn't get picked up and they fold into this. So that was like a four year in the making before that happened. Yeah. And then that came out and that did help. And then I moved to LA because being on tele, it was like, I was getting a lot more calls to do things in LA. And then I did get the thing on, on Loveline. And then, but at the same time, I still, I was figuring out business and just get putting myself out there more so yeah I think 
that's it did help turn things around, but I was working so hard on it for like seven years. So it's hard to know where it all shifted. But yeah, since I moved to LA six years ago, it's definitely been up that's every so year. Cool. Yeah. Um, what goal, like in five years, like what things that you haven't accomplished yet? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, <laughs> such a good question. I mean, honestly, I love what I'm doing. So I, what I love about sex with Emily is that no matter what form people are digesting it, it could be on Instagram, it could be on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, like listening to the podcast is that I love that people listen and they're like, you changed my sex life, you changed my relationship, I feel better about myself. So my goal is that the more people I can reach, the better. So the more like if I could do, you know, I'm like do live events around the world, like I have listeners all over the world and do more like public like, places where I can answer questions live because like, I'm in a little box like that. So the, the, the larger reach, the better. So the more people that can see me and maybe do more you know, videos, television again, who knows? So just the more people can listen and see it. I best. wish you guys could all see her and be in this box we're in right it's now. It's fun. We'll put, take some video. Yeah. No, you should college tours, all the things. Yeah, I want to do college tours. Right? So if I have time, I, for years I've been at college tours. Like my dream is to go talk to college campuses and stuff We're too. putting together a stand-up one called yeah. Dirty Rush Comedy and we're trying to get like live podcasters in and like go That's all great. over. That's great. I'll totally yeah. come we'll if t- I can. We'll talk we'll later. Talk. There's so much to do. Yes. Well, before you pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where to find you, we do a fun little thing at the end. Um, my goal guest like is... I know. So many fun games. <laughs> like, so I have another activity for you. <laughs> um, imagine living with me. <laughs> so today... It's so fun. It's a craft. Um, so Lady Gaga retweeted a parody I did. She did? She did. <gasps> I know. When? It was right after her A Million Reasons song came out. So it was right before the Super Bowl. That's huge. That she performed at. Yeah. And so now she's like goals guest. So I have everyone read a little excerpt of a Lady Gaga song. Okay. That I think kind of, you know, goes with who they are yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you can read it as Sex with Emily, as, as you giving advice through these lyrics. Okay. You okay. can read it like a Jersey girl or like your Eminem. All right. Detroit. I can either pick, I picked five songs, four wow. songs. Look at so prepared. Okay. Um, okay. These I thought resonated with Sex with Emily. There's either The Edge of Glory, The Cure, which is like all about love, uh, Do What You Want, which is Do, do what, what You Want want with your body, uh-huh. and then Love Game. So I think Do What You Want. Do yeah. I have to read all of it? Yeah. No, just pick whatever. I'm if like, there's anything it's... that jumps out at you, I'll, I'll talk for a second okay. while, while you look. Okay. Um, I do have to say, for me, this is like a very full circle moment because, no, read. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying talking, to distract. Okay. <laughs> because Emily is definitely someone who's like influenced me, and I listen to her podcast religiously. You guys, you meatballs have heard me talk about it. I sometimes will like give certain advice that you give just from like listening and passing. So this is really cool. And meatballs, again, I just want to say thank you for writing in your questions. If you have anything else that we haven't covered, you can email me at what's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com and you can ask us more questions. And I'm also available to talk to you just at Jacqueline Marfugi, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I on all the social media fronts. All right, um, Oh my god! Pick okay. a line or two. Just okay. Yeah. Okay. I just like. Uh, I just like do what you. Okay. I don't have a voice right now. Like to that. You don't need a voice. Can I just do my voice. Do your okay. voice. Do what you want. Don't stop. Let's party. Do what you want. I feel 
my god, just sing it. I can't sing it right now. No, be do what Emily, you want. But- don't stop. Let's party. Do what you want. What you want with my body. Do what you want. What you want with my body. Yeah, girl. <laughs> That's take, what I got for you. Take it home and practice oh it with God, Ben. I will. I will. Next time I practice. <laughs> you guys can role play. Lady Gaga I will and Ben. Yeah, I will. do it. Um, pip yourself out. Tell the meatballs oh, how to find you. I'll pip you. I'll pip myself out. I'm at Sex with Emily on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my podcast. You can find wherever you listen to podcasts, where you're listening to this fabulous podcast. And it's all sexwithemily.com. I release two podcasts a week. I love answering your questions. You can email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. And I just, I love hearing from you. I want to change your sex life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I this love is so you. fun. Thank you so much. Thank for being you. Here. You're the best. Thanks, Bye, me balls. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when. 